Salut mes amis! Welcome to The Greatest Show on Dirt, Roland Garros. I'm your host, Krithi Sarov, and I'm an avid tennis player and an even bigger tennis fan. Together, we'll dive deep into one of the most prestigious and captivating sporting events in the world, Roland Garros, aka the French Open. The Greatest Show on Dirt will be your front row seat to the fascinating stories of triumph and heartbreak tennis players experience on the famed red clay, or should I say dirt, of Roland Garros. We'll also unravel the tournament's rich history, dig into both its iconic and chaotic and controversial moments, and anticipate what's to come at the tournament in 2023. So, whether you're a diehard tennis enthusiast, a casual fan, or have no clue who Rafael Nadal is, shame on you. You're in for a treat. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about who is going to be the next Roland Garros champion. Oh my gosh, there is so much to talk about. Like, I foresee this Roland Garros to be very exciting and a very eventful tournament. I'm going to talk about the men's singles and women's singles draws, So let's start off with the women's singles, I guess. Right now, as I'm recording this podcast, which is like a week before the tournament starts, the top 10 women in the world are Iga Svantec, Irina Sabalenka, Jessica Pagula, Elena Rybakina, Caroline Garcia, Coco Gauff, Anz Jabor, Maria Sakkari, Daria Kastakina, and Petra Kvitova. So I probably just listed a lot of names that you do not know about, but don't worry, I got you. Iga, who's from Poland, Arena, who's from Belarus, and Elena, who is from Kazakhstan, are the players that I am really looking, um, that I'm really on the lookout for how they're going to do at the French Open. These three players have been named the WTA, Women's Tennis Association, Big Three. Because if you just take a look at the past tournaments leading up to Roland Garros, they've been dominating. And Throughout the past year, they've been dominating too. So in terms of the lead-up tournaments to the French Open, there's Stuttgart, Madrid, and Rome. Iga won Stuttgart, Arena won Madrid, and Elena won Rome. So clearly, they are comfortable and ready to play on the clay. And just for a little more context, Iga won last year's Roland Garros, and then Elena won last year's Wimbledon, and then Iga won last year's U.S. Open, and this year, Arena Sabalenka won the Australian Open. So they've just really been dominating on the WTA Tour, and I think they can make it big at Roland Garros. I wanted to talk about each of their games a little bit, too. I've been really lucky to see Iga play live. I saw her at the U.S. Open last year, and she reminds me a little bit of Nadal, because she plays with so much intensity and her footwork and her speed and her racket head speed is phenomenal. And she's also is really strong in terms of the mental side, I think. And she's been open about how she works on that. She's been open about how she's improving her mental health and her mental toughness. And I really think it's important for all tennis players and athletes to see a role model like Iga, who is such a big advocate for mental health awareness, specifically in sports. It's really empowering. So I really like Iga. I'd love to see her win it a third time. She might have added pressure, though, because, you know, she's defending the title and she has so many points to defend. But 
I think she has the ability to work through this pressure and she's done it before. One thing is though that she is a little bit injured. I think she has a thigh injury if I'm correct. So that is something to keep into consideration. Now, when it comes to Arena Sabalenka, she plays very aggressively. She's a big hitter. She's big. She's so tall. She hits really flat and she has a really great court coverage. And I think that she's a great player on the hard courts and we've seen that. And she really proved that she can play great on clay too because she won Madrid. And I think that if she can get her serve in check because her second serve, she struggles with that. Um, It's a psychological thing, she said. I think if her serve is in check and if she is able to be patient, because that's been a struggle for her in the past to not just play aggressively and she gets impatient, I think that she can go pretty far. Personally, I don't see her winning the entire tournament because clay is a tough service for someone with her game, but she really can overpower opponents and maybe that's just her. That's the key for her winning on clay is just being able to overpower them so much. So I feel like she'll go far. I don't necessarily know if she's going to win it. Next, I wanted to talk about Elena Rybakina. For me personally, I feel like given the fact that Iga is a little bit injured, I think that she, Rybakina, has the ability to win Roland Garros this year. I really love her and I really want to see her play live. I love her attitude. She's the most level-headed player I feel like I've seen play tennis in the past few years and she's just so cool, calm, and collected and I admire this quality about her because I've always strived to be, you know, level-headed and it's really hard to actually do so. I really admire that about her and her mindset. She has really big ground strokes like Arena Sabalenka but I think her serve is a little bit more reliable and she also has an edge over Sabalenka in terms of the I mean and she also have a and she also has an edge over Iga in terms of her winning record. She's she's been able to figure out Iga's kryptonite and she's won against Iga a lot recently, so I think she has the ability to really take it and do well at Roland Garros and potentially win it. I think Elena Rybakina absorbs her opponent's power very well. She can redirect the ball and she has a really great eye. So it would be cool if she could do it. And I think, so it would be really cool if she can do it. I wanted to talk a little bit about some potential dark horses Caroline Garcia, who is from France, is a dark horse. And this is because she's going to have the French crowd support. And those French fans, I've heard they get really, really behind their French players. And Garcia is a great player. She won last year's tour finals, but that was on indoor hard courts. But she's very comfortable on the clay. She grew up playing on clay. So despite the fact that she hasn't had a great lead-up towards Roland Garros, I think the crowd support can usher her through and make her really difficult to play against. And then I also think that Maria Sakkari, who is from Greece, can do a lot of damage this year at Roland Garros. Her game is a game where she likes time. 
she likes time to load up so she can hit her forehand and her backhand and Clay gives her that time to do this. She's also probably the most fit player on the WTA tour and Clay requires you to be fit and be strong physically because it's such a long match and such a it, it requires so much endurance and she has that. She's the most fit I think on the tour. So she has all the tools to do very well. I think it's a matter of whether Maria Sacri can win those really big points and not choke and close it out because she's had difficulty closing out matches when she's been up in the past. So I'm cautiously optimistic, but I think that Reba Kina could win Roland Garros and that would be great, but it's really up in the air. The WTA Tour is very strong and I think it's just that the players that I talked about could go really far, though. So, now I wanted to talk about the men's single side. And in the past, I would have said it's not very interesting to analyze the men's tour because you've really had three or four or five players, you know, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, Murray, and Vavrinka, who have been dominating the game. But in the past three years or so, we've seen the likes of, you know, Tsitsipas from Greece, Zverev from Germany come up. You've had Medvedev, who I absolutely love, from Russia, and Carlos Alcaraz, who have really made names for themselves. So the French Open this year is going to be very interesting. And this is not only because Rafa isn't playing, but Djokovic, who is normally the favorite has kind of been struggling in the lead-up tournaments to Roland Garros, and I think he's also struggling with an elbow injury. So one can never count Djokovic out. I don't like Djokovic personally, but he is a great tennis player, I will say that. But I do not see Djokovic winning this year's French Open. So let's get into who potentially could win it. If you take a look at the lead-up tournaments to Roland Garros, you have Monte Carlo, you have Madrid, and you have the Italian Open or Rome. So, Andre Rublev, who's from Russia, won Monte Carlo. And Andre Rublev is my f- most favorite player outside of the court because he has such a great personality. He's hilarious. He's so, so, so funny. And he's, like, not intentionally funny. He's just funny. Like, and he's so kind. And he loves his fans. And I think he's just so passionate about the game. So he is really interesting because he's been a solid player for quite a long time. But he hadn't been able to make that breakthrough and win a Masters 1000 event. Masters 1000s are the events right below Grand Slams. They're big. Like, if you win a Masters 1000 event, you're, you can go into the Tennis Hall of Fame. Like, you're so, you're a great, great player. But Rublev wasn't able to do it until this year's Monte Carlo, which he won. The whole tennis world was so proud of Rublev. It was just a matter of time before he won something big like this. And people have often described Rublev as having a ceiling, and he finally was able to crack that. And I don't think necessarily that his tennis drastically improved that he was able to win Monte Carlo. I think it's his mindset and his mental game that has improved. And like Iga, he's been super open about working on his mental game and 
really working on how he can be more positive to himself on the court and get more positive energy. And I think that really is what helped him win Monte Carlo. I don't know if he's going to necessarily win Roland Garros, but he's made it to the quarterfinal of every single Grand Slam, so I'd love to see him make it to the semifinals. Who knows, maybe he'll make it to the finals, but it would be great for him to make it far, and he's a great player on all surfaces, including clay, and I'd love to see him win it. It would be really, it would be really cool. Then, I wanted to talk about who Carlos Alcaraz, he won Madrid, which is also a Masters 1000 event. Alcaraz, I feel like people who don't even know tennis know him because he's gotten a lot of hype and he is a wonder kid. He's amazing at tennis. He's he's lived up to his hype. I think he has. Personally, I don't like the way he plays necessarily because he plays such a physical game and I just feel like sometimes just the pure tennis is just, it's hard to see. But he's super creative on the court. He mixes in drop shots. He he really plays every point with the biggest intensity. And he's just fun. And what makes Alcaraz so good is, at a young age, is he's emotionally mature. He is mentally and emotionally way older than what he, he is. And I think, I think he just turned 20 like a few weeks, a few days ago or something like that. So he's very young, but the success he's had can be attributed to, yeah, he's a great athlete, but also mentally, I think he just, he's, he has an athlete's mindset. So I feel like he's the obvious favorite to win the French Open because he's a reliable person, like he's just performed so well on the big stage. But I wanted to talk about Daniel Medvedev too, because Medvedev is notoriously known for hating clay. He has described himself as a hardcore specialist and he's been quoted to say that clay is for dogs because dogs like to play on dirt. So he hates the clay but guess what he just won the Italian Open which is another Masters 1000 event so clearly there might be some you know blossoming relationship between Medvedev and clay. So I think that he'll be interesting to see play at Roland Garros because he has adapted his game. He's changed the way he move. He's changed the way that he moves on the court to really be able to be comfortable playing on clay. I think that Medvedev's overall game, like if you just take a look at it, he is very good at controlled aggression. He's great at defense. He's able to slow things down. He has a great natural, like, movement and speed. Like, you would think that he liked to play on clay, but up until this point, he hated it. But now he, I think that he knows that he can do some damage on the clay, so he has a lot of confidence going into Roland Garros that he hasn't had in past years. And I'd love to see him win it. Medvedev is my favorite player overall, I think. Like, right now, my favorite player player overall. Rafa is my favorite player ever, but, like, currently, Medvedev is such a vibe. Like, he doesn't care about what people think about him, and I just love his energy, and just he does what he wants to do, and he shows himself, and he's so authentic and on the court. And he's also very intelligent. I think Medvedev has the strongest 
um, mind in terms of the way he sees tennis and the way he strategizes. He plays shots that are going to win him the point and he knows where to hit to win him the point and he's very strategic in that. It's like he's playing chess out there and he's not trying to play pretty tennis necessarily because he kind of looks like an octopus when he plays, not gonna lie. Like, he's all over the place. Like, he hits weird shots. He, his forehand is funny. Like, he doesn't look very, like, natural. Like, he's very unorthodox on the court, but his shots go in, and he wins the point and in the end. And at the end of the day, it's about winning ugly. Like, just, it's not about, you don't have to be beautiful to win tennis. And I like how Medvedev brings this out there and offers this new perspective to a game that is also focused on the aesthetics of it. Speaking of aesthetics, one of my favorite players, I know I'm kind of contradicting myself right now, but one of my favorite players to watch is Yannick Sinner. He's Italian. He's a young player and he, I think he's like 21, and he plays tennis so aesthetically pleasing like his ball striking ability my god it's just so good i'm not joking when i say this there have been times when i'm like stressed out or like anxious or like nervous or whatever upset or angry and i'll just go on youtube and search up yannick sinner forehand backhand and i'll just watch it and it's like cathartic like it just calms me down to see him play and sinner is a very great player and i think he's gonna win a lot of grand slams And he had a really great opening and start to the season. It's just that the past few clay court tournaments leading up to Roland Garros, he hasn't done that great, which is why I wouldn't necessarily say that he's going to go, he can win the tournament. I think he can go far, maybe like the quarterfinals, but I just think that he hasn't been doing very well on clay this season. But I guess we shall see how he does. So I also wanted to talk about, like, players that haven't won, you know, the lead-up tournaments to Roland Garros, but who are very solid. I think you you have Stefano Tsitsipas, who's from Greece. He's been a very solid player ever since he kind of came on the tour, and he's been in the top 10 for such a long time, and if he's in your draw, it's like, oh, oh no, like, that's bad. He loves the clay. He's a great clay court player, and he's actually made it to the French Open final before, so he knows how to play on clay. I think it's just a matter of if he has, like, the right, like, vibes and mindset going into the French Open, because sometimes they're off, and sometimes he he complains a lot and blames situations on other people, and, like, I think if he's able to just go in clean and, like, fresh, he, he low-key could win the tournament, He's a very safe option, I'd say, if you want to bet on who's winning Roland Garros. Stefano Tsitsipas is a very good option. And I think that Holger Rune, who is a very... He's young. He's, I think, maybe a few days older than Carlos Alcaraz. He's been doing absolutely phenomenal on the clay this season. He's already won a Masters 1000 last year at the Paris Indoors. And Rune made it to two finals of Masters 1000 events at Monte Carlo and at Rome, the Italian Open. And I think that his confidence going into Roland Garros is probably really high. I don't like what, I don't really like him personally, but I think that 
his confidence coupled with his winning mentality like he knows he has so much belief in himself he could probably get to the semifinals too if not finals so I think he'll be good to watch out for and then there's also Casper Rudd who is a clay court specialist he is from Norway and he made it to the finals of the French Open last year so he so he's definitely a force to be reckoned with on the clay specifically. He hits with a lot of spin, and his game is kind of similar to Rafa in that sense because he just takes his opponents off the court, really, with that big forehand of his. So he can do also a lot of damage. I just personally think that it would be really freaking hilarious to see Medvedev win the French Open. It's like he hates clay, and to see him win it, it would just be like, so funny it would be amazing but it also be very comedic in that sense I also wanted to talk about Dominic team just for a tiny bit team is Rafa's replacement at this year's French Open and Dominic team was basically the guy that was supposed to be the next big three like you had Roger Federer Rafa Nadal and Novak Djokovic and back, you know, like five, four or five years ago, team was the one that was testing them, that was leading this new generation. And after Dominic team won the 2020 US Open, he got injured and he's been in a big slump since then. He went out of the top 100. He just has lost all of his confidence and he's not able to rack up win streaks. Like he'll win a match here or there, but it just not at all what he used to be but I think that Dominic Team was my favorite player like a few years ago and he'll always be one of my favorite players so I hope that he can have like a positive experience at this year's French Open and maybe it's the start of something new so I am excited to see him play and see how he's gonna do this year so crazy things are gonna be happening in Paris this year like Who's going to win Roland Garros, both on the men's and women's side? It's really up in the air. I just want to reiterate, I feel like Rybakina on the women's side might be able to do something big. And then on the men's side, I feel like either Medvedev wins the whole tournament or he loses in the first round. That's basically what I'm saying. And then I think Alcaraz is pretty solid too. So we shall see who will be crowned the next Roland Garros champion. But thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.